use of alcohol and tobacco during pregnancy has declined in recent years, but the use of cannabis by expecting mothers has increased. And here to discuss the findings of this experiment is Dr. Kyle Walsh, who is an associate professor in the Departments of Neurosurgery, Pathology, Pediatrics, and Population Health Sciences at the Duke University School of Medicine. Dr. Walsh, how are you? I'm doing well this afternoon. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for being flexible with your time. So does this study measure how often cannabis is used for morning sickness and nausea? Uh, unfortunately, uh, what this study was able to assess was how um, uh, w- was able to assess was the total use of these drugs uh, in women uh, during the gestational period, uh, but we did not, unfortunately, assess whether they were using uh, marijuana recreationally or we're using it uh, instead uh, for medicinal purposes, such as to treat the symptoms of morning sickness, which uh, many expectant mothers do experience. What exactly is the damaging effects for cannabis used by uh, women in pregnancy? Well, uh, it's actually something that's only been looked at very rigorously uh, in uh, the last you know handful of years. Um, but what we were able to observe was that uh, women who use uh, these drugs during pregnancy uh, had children who were at increased risk of developing a specific type of brain tumor uh, as well as a specific type of eye cancer. Uh, these were medulloblastomas uh, in the brain and retinoblastomas uh, in the eye. Uh, there have also been studies from other groups uh, identifying increased risk in the children for um, attention deficit disorders uh, as well as autism. So really starting to sort of hone in around uh, disorders of, of the brain and the central nervous system. So w- what types of parents uh, were uh, surveyed in this in this measure, or in this study, rather? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, this was a, a survey of more than 3,000 uh, mothers uh, whose child was diagnosed with any type of pediatric cancer. So uh, for uh, enrollment in the survey, uh, they had to have a child diagnosed with cancer before the child um, and so that represented 14 different major classes of, of childhood cancers, um, including the two that uh, ended up showing a, a robust association with uh, gestational cannabis use. Do the risk vary from patient to patient? Yes, almost certainly. So, you know, there were many, um, there, there were women included in the study who used cannabis who had uh, children diagnosed with other forms of cancer. Uh, there's also, you know, th- these are rare childhood cancers, and so most women who do use cannabis during pregnancy uh, have children that experience none of these uh, uh, unwanted effects. Is further research needed in regards to the risk-benefit profile of cannabis use among expected mothers? Uh, I think so. I mean, in the United States, there are probably fewer than about 1,000 children per year diagnosed the specific forms of brain and eye cancers that we found to be linked to the use of, of cannabis uh, by, by pregnant moms. Uh, in comparison, you know, one in about 50 pregnant women uh, suffers from morning sickness that is so severe that it actually threatens the health of the mom and fetus. Um, and so, you know, there, there needs to be both conversation uh, and additional research about, you know, where we... Um, sort of cut off the, that sort of risk-benefit profile uh, for these mothers uh, to figure out for whom cannabis use 
might still be merited and, you know, for whom it really makes sense to try to uh, limit those exposures to the developing baby. And this experiment comes along at an interesting time because we're at a point where the use of cannabis has become more socially accepted across the country, and yet you're finding some harmful effects of it. Certainly, it's more socially acceptable now than it was, say, 40 years ago. Certainly. I think, you know, all of these things from a sort of public health standpoint are subject to change as we, you know, learn more things. Um, you know, I, I think maternal use of, of, uh, of tobacco, uh, you know, we've really seen a, a, an enormous decline in that, right? We've seen tobacco use and, and smoking uh, decrease across all sort of demographic groups, but in pregnant women, uh, particularly so. Um, and, and the social acceptability of that has, has certainly declined. Um, whereas cannabis in general um, has become more socially acceptable, increasingly uh, legalized at state level, um, and you know potentially changes at the federal level with uh, the way that the, the DEA will be handling it. Uh, and so it's a, an important time to start thinking about you know what uh, for, for for whom uh, cannabis use uh, has potentially more detrimental effects, and, and we think potentially that um, uh, pregnant women uh, would represent one of those groups where, where more research and more thoughtfulness uh, may be required. Yeah, it's very interesting to read the findings on this, and also uh, a link to moderate to heavy alcohol consumption strongly associated with the elevated presence of non Hodgkin lymphoma as well. Well, Dr. Walsh, we appreciate your time. Dr. Kyle Walsh is from Duke University, an associate professor in the Departments of Neurosurgery, Pathology, Pediatrics, and Population Health Sciences. Thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. We'll talk again soon. Thank you very much.